So currently I have three jobs on campus. I am a coach for the XL program. I'm a peer leader um, for housing, which is just a resident advisor for freshmen only. And I'm also a student assistant at the Women's Resource Center. I just never worked in high school. Like my parents were like, school is a full-time job. And I heard that like campus jobs were really chill. And so I was like, why not? I have some time um, and money would be nice. This is Sam, a fourth year electrical engineering student at Tech who also holds three positions that are anything but chill, despite what she had heard about campus jobs. Honestly, they don't really feel like jobs, so it doesn't feel like I'm doing hard work. I enjoy going to every single one of my jobs. So I have a very positive outlook on all three of them. And I think that in the Excel program, I started um, in a volunteer position. I was a cooking support and um, they were like, hey, we have this opening for an academic coach position, which is paid. Would you like to do it? I was doing some of the same responsibilities and interacting with more students. And it was just a little bit more of a challenge and something different. And so I wanted to do that because not because it was a paid position, so but because it was a different task that I wanted to do. And so rather than looking at them as paid positions, it's just different opportunities that I just also happen to get paid for, which is awesome. And since freshman year, I always look to spend my time on things that I'm passionate about or I enjoy doing so that I'm not going to be upset going into work or anything. And so that I think that's really important to know what you like to do because then it will never feel like a job. She identified early on that she would spend her time in college doing things that she was passionate about. One of those passions volunteering with the Excel program, Georgia Tech's four-year college program for students with intellectual and developmental disabilities. This position involved into paid positions through her dedication and relationship with the program supervisors. The other jobs with the Women's Resource Center and housing were a more conscious effort to fulfill a need she had, first of being more involved on campus and then to give back to her community. Sam enjoys her jobs so much because she has a sense of purpose with everything she does, even if sometimes she doesn't realize it. The sense of purpose may not always be at the forefront of her mind, but the tasks and support that are given to her by her managers help Sam find that sense of meaning. From Workplace Learning and Professional Development, it's the Student Employee Experience podcast series. One student experience, each episode. I'm Marina, a tech student and employee, taking five classes and working two jobs on campus. The episodes in this series are designed to help staff and faculty who manage our students understand the student employee experience and use that knowledge to successfully manage students like myself and others you'll hear during the episodes. After all, students are 40% of all Georgia Tech employees. In this series, we'll learn from the different students who are employed across campus about what it means to be a student employee at Georgia Tech. These stories are glimpses into their motivation, drive, and desire to learn from the work that they do at Tech, as well as some of the challenges and frustrations. In the first episode of the Student Employee Experience series, we addressed how the notion of student employees as students first while true, can be limiting, especially if managers only see them as students instead of as a whole person. In the second episode, we showed how to encourage a sense of ownership. And in this final episode, we now discuss how managers can inspire their student employees who are driven by a sense of purpose.
So I think my first job ever was at the Women's Resource Center. And I was just sitting on Facebook. I was in bed and I was just scrolling and I had followed them on Facebook. And they posted like, hey, if anyone has work study and wants to work with us, just shoot me an email. And I didn't have work study, but I emailed her anyways. And I was like, hi, like I don't have work study, but I'm interested in working here. Um, if you'd be willing to meet with me and talk about the position. And so then I interviewed and I surprisingly got the job because I cried at my interview. Why did you cry in your job interview? <laughs> I interviewed my spring of freshman year, I believe. And every time someone would ask me about home, I would like start to miss my parents or like think about home and I would get really sad. Needless to say, or needful to say, I don't do that anymore, but I definitely <laughs> would get very emotional talking about a home when people would ask me just about myself. Having student employees means working with people who struggle to separate their job from the other things going on in their lives. But should they? Through the lens of being students first, managers and student employees already blur the lines between their job's responsibilities and their school-related responsibilities. But we're not just students, or just employees. Sam's manager saw past her emotional outburst and hired her anyways. She took a chance on that person whose first job would be working as a student assistant in her office, probably because she recognized that it would be a good first opportunity for Sam to develop work habits and soft skills. And they have kept on supporting her through the three years that she's worked there. If you're having a bad week, like how do you yeah. think that that um, relationship happens or has that support? kind of unfolds. Uh, for sure. Every interview, job interview I've had this semester, I'm graduating. Um, yeah. I tell my boss at the Worms Resource Center and my boss in housing, and I probably tell everyone at Excel too. Um, and if I don't get a job or if I'm upset at one week, I can tell anyone and they'll just be like, take it easy. Like, you don't need to meet this week. Or um, if you need to take the day off, like do that. But usually I enjoy going to work, so I don't, like, if I am having a bad day, I will go <laughs> on purpose. Um, and they'll just follow up. They my, my supervisors are all really good about remembering what I have going on in my life and following up uh, with me about things. That's yeah. cool, yeah. I feel like it's very lif- different that you have such, like, a friendly relationship with mm-hmm. your supervisors. How do you think that that was constructed? Because it wasn't, like, yeah. the first day you became super, like, yeah. friends with them. How do you think that that started? I think, like, having casual conversations, like, maybe not pertaining to work, if you have, like, 30 minutes of free time or something at work, just strike up a conversation about your personal life, if you want to, with your supervisor. Or your supervisor can, you know, ask you about your day, ask you how your sc- how school is going, how your personal life is going. And I think that also makes you more honest, not only in your personal life, but also in terms of professionally. You're more likely to tell your supervisor if you have an issue at work, if you have a personal relationship with them as well. So I think I'm a very talkative, like outgoing person. So maybe it's not as easy for everyone, but it's definitely very rewarding to know the people that you work for. It's easy to attribute these relationship developments to luck on having a supportive manager or just being outgoing, but it's not exclusive to those cases. Managers and student employees can make time for a 10-minute or so check-in on how classes are going to see if anything interesting happened that day at the office. This opens the floor for casual conversations, and if something serious happens, the student employee already feels comfortable to let the manager know. Building this relationship also makes giving and receiving feedback a necessary and effective tool for managing student employees feel more natural for both the manager and the employee. 
So I think all three do an excellent job at feedback in terms of how I'm doing in my position. Um, with housing, I have bi-weekly one-on-ones with my hall director. And so we take 30 minutes every other week just to talk about what's going on in our lives, what's going on with the residents and how we're doing. I just got my yearly evaluation back from Marina. So that's my hall director's name. (laughs) And it was great, of course. Um, And she goes through all the things with me and through every like expectation and how I performed. And then, yeah. And then- That's pretty comprehensive. Like it sounds like- Yeah, every SSM does that once a semester. At the end of the semester, um, you evaluate yourself and then your supervisor evaluates you. At the Women's Research Center, we typically have bi-weekly staff meetings. And so if we have any issues, like as a whole staff, we'll address those. And if my supervisor, Melanie, has anything she thinks I should improve on, she will call me privately and we'll talk in her office. And um, it's never a weird conversation because I know she just wants me to be like the best <laughs> professional that I can be. And then in the Excel program, every Sunday we update a Trello, which is just like a board regarding how the student you work with is doing and then the professional staff member in the excel program that's assigned to that student will give you feedback regarding hey would do you want to try this or have you all met this week just a lot of follow-up so there's just a lot of communication all around in all three of my positions if a manager supervises a lot of student employees then finding just a 30-minute block or a one-hour block where everyone is available and scheduling those at the beginning of the semester creates a collective space for those check-ins As we heard from Sam, the friendship that she has with the team of people that she works with makes her enjoy her job, which feeds her objective of spending time on things she finds purposeful, even if she's doing administrative tasks as a peer leader for the Department of Housing. I think people don't realize we actually have a lot of administrative duties um, in terms of checking out, checking in. There are a lot of like fire life and safety forms and just various meetings that we have to host throughout the year. But then there's also the fun aspect, which I think most people associate with the position in terms of throwing events and just communicating with your residents, minor freshmen, and just ensuring that they have a successful transition into Georgia Tech and are doing well. Sam also sees the importance of building relationships as a sort of manager of first-year students who are adapting and acclimating to tech. Being a friend to her residents, supporting them, and building a community as a whole, once again, contribute to Sam's sense of purpose and make the administrative duties that are a part of working in housing less cumbersome. What drove you to wanting to be a PL? Mm-hmm. That's a very different job than like being a student assistant. And yeah. I was very close to my PL uh, when I lived in Cloudman my freshman year. And so I just saw how she interacted with her residents and the other PLs in her hall. And I think being a PL or an RA is super unique because you live where you work. And so if a resident needs you, they will come knock at your door at 3 a.m. if they want to. And I think that's something that only certain people are willing to do. And I am definitely someone that thinks no one should go through life alone and am always willing to be a friend to someone. And so I thought that I was very fitting for the position. Seeing how the expectations set by her managers connect with the overall purpose Sam was seeking gives her the drive to work late nights, attend meetings the night before exams, and more. Sam's jobs give her community, a support system, and a way to use her skills to give back and help others. Seeing these connections to a purpose is what can motivate student employees. 
students choose to become PLs for a variety of reasons. It's one of the first jobs they hear of because checking into housing is at the top of a first year's to-do list. Housing employees live on campus for free and their own positive experience freshman year can motivate them to create the same for others. The Department of Housing employs over 300 students and managers must be very clear on the responsibilities and expectations of their student employees. For example, student employees can only take up to 10 nights away from campus per semester and they need to get approval from their supervisor if they will be away for 24 hours. However, these guidelines are in place to help students thrive and find the necessary support that Sam referred to. In the last episode, we met Jane, who also worked as a PL. She stated that, as part of staff training, she attended a QPR suicide prevention training in her first semester of work, because peer leaders are the first that can notice signs of emotional distress in their residents. And part of their job is to be there for their students and make sure they're aware of the resources available to them. Jane was able to see this connection with a purpose that drove her to becoming a QPR instructor for the campus. As we heard in the last episode, Jane used her sense of purpose as a way to feel ownership in her position as a PL and as a student assistant working a front desk. Different expectations and impact for sure, but it motivated her to take responsibility for both positions. This is also what helps Sam manage her responsibilities as she schedules her three jobs coursework, and everything she has going on as a tech student. Housing always says that academics first and then this job second, and I definitely adhere to that standard. I mean, I'm living there. I'm available to my residents at all times of the day, and I enjoy it so much, and I have such good residents that it's not difficult at all for me. They're all super communicative and supportive and nice, but I think just allotting time or allocating time for each of those three jobs so I can finish those tasks on their own is a big part of it. Sometimes I'll try and study at home in Glen just because you want to be a role model for them and you want to show them that you're studying. (laughs) And we do have a good study area, so that helps. But I don't know. I don't think it's changed me as much except for having to come back on Monday nights for a staff meeting. That's just always blocked off. But when you set floor meetings, you do it in collaboration with your other PLs on your floor and you let your residents know what time is best for you and they get to choose out of the options. So it's a lot of like self-setting stuff. So it won't interfere with stuff if you don't want it to. Sometimes you just have to come home for 15 minutes and push push through a meeting, even if you have a bunch of tests, which is like what happened this week. <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> so you had a bunch of tests the next day and like you still had to... Yeah, so it was this week and I had like two presentations and then a project and a test. And I was like, I really don't want to do this closing meeting, but I have to. So it's just identifying the best times for me to take a study break or before I start studying and Mm -hmm. just let them know those times and then they choose them. Working three positions on campus while taking a full load of classes can be a challenge and it can be harder when you live and work at the same place. Sam is motivated by seeing that there is a larger purpose with each chosen job. However, Sam probably wouldn't be as successful and engaged if it wasn't for the support from each of her supervisors. Within my housing position especially, we get more communication from some higher up positions in housing, just reminding us that our mental health also matters as student staff members, and also to remind us that we 
should keep an eye on our residents and be there for them as needed. Do you think that your manager could support you differently or better? Is there anything Mm -hmm. that you think could be done differently in that sense? Um, Personally, I think that all three of my supervisors do a great job and I'm very happy (laughs) with all of my jobs on campus. And so if I did need something, I would be totally comfortable just asking them um, at the end of every meeting. They're like, do you need anything from me? And so I'm always reminded that they're there for me. And I have like phone, like personal phone numbers for all of them. And so if I need something, I'll literally just text them. I'll be like, Marina, can I have X numbers for, from the Glenn Fund? I'll just text her. So a lot of times it's not formal. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, what a lot of students prefer. While giving out a personal phone number may not be feasible or even wanted by some managers, making it clear how student employees can contact or approach their managers if they need help goes a long way in supporting the student employee's success. Showing student employees how to build relationships with you and with other students and how to make connections sets them up for success at Tech and beyond. Having a really good relationship with my supervisor is really special to me. And then in the Excel program, just getting to know all the students and spending time with them. There's just so much reward in all of my jobs. Sam is able to have a full experience at Tech as a student, as an employee, and as a young adult learning to be a good global citizen. As we have heard, She enjoys her jobs and stays engaged in each of them because she feels a larger sense of purpose. How can a manager help their student employees do this? First, think about how you connect with your student employees. Do you check in with them? Are you aware of their other priorities? Doing consistent check-ins, even casual brief ones, can help students see beyond their daily tasks. It can help them think about how the work they do in your department relates to what they may be learning in the classroom or to their responsibilities in a student organization. It could lead them to figure out the type of work environment they want and what skills they have learned on the job that would translate to their careers, even if just to mention in an interview. These are things that could bring a personal sense of purpose to the student's work. The check-ins help build your relationship with the student while also showing them how to connect and communicate professionally. Remember, you're leading by example. And lastly, check-ins serve to remind student employees that the work they do is a valued contribution to the overall operation and success of the Institute. And this helps them find and realize the bigger purpose of their job. work experiences fueled a lot of the conversations with our guests in this podcast. For example, I've had managers who didn't give clear feedback, and I didn't know how to navigate that. So I brought that into the conversations. While developing these episodes, I realized that it is a matter of aligning expectations and creating moments to talk things out. Moments where it would be natural for me to ask for feedback. We created this podcast for managers of student employees, but the toolkit to support us, student employees, is the same as for other employees, just some things are applied a little differently. And it's helped me identify what I can look and ask for to establish my own sense of ownership and purpose in my work, be it on campus or post-graduation. 
We hope this podcast series has given you some ideas about how you, as managers, can help your student employees, like Sam, Jane, or myself, stay engaged. The first episode explored setting expectations and accountability for your student employees and how operating under a mindset of students first is limiting in how we develop our student employees. Sure, we are here because we are students, but most students choose their campus jobs to learn fundamental skills that will help them succeed in their future careers. The second episode discussed instilling a sense of ownership in their job duties, whether it's working as a peer leader or as an assistant handling a front desk. As a manager, you can help them find meaning in their task by showing them how these tasks impact the success of your department. We also hope that you will find meaningful ways to connect with your student employees, building a strong professional relationship with them. All of these tips on managing student employees also help motivate them for the work they do here at Tech. As employees, researchers, entrepreneurs, leaders, and students. Thank you for listening. We would love for you to continue the discussion and share with each other about what you do to help your student employees succeed.